The holidays are a trigger time for way too many marriages. And honestly, I haven't always enjoyed this season. What? Yeah. You don't I'm, like Christmas? I, uh, I like it. It's good. <laughs> Anyways, I'm Melissa. I'm Gabe. Thank you for joining us for Marriage Monthly, December. This is great. Holiday season. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It's uh, pressure cooker it's time, much. I think, for much. couples for sure right now. We have so much stuff to share with you. I'm just going to say grab a notebook, get a pen. Get a pen. We're talking we about a lot of expectations and holiday stress. Yeah. And yeah. it's like for me, it's always been a lot. Like my mom made a big deal. And so then yeah. I felt like I needed to make it a big deal. And so all this expectation, then when you have kids... It's a whole nother level of making it a big deal yeah. for memory's sake and things like that. And so it's just like a lot of expectations. So anyways, I'm going to mention some expectations okay. because it's just, it's so much. First of all, <laughs> nice when we sweater, had little, thank you. I know this is my Christmas sweater. It's very holiday-ish. Thank you. Yeah. Those of you listening, you don't get to see it, but, <laughs> but I'm sparkly. <laughs> anyways, um, kids activities. Oh my gosh. So many. When we had our kids at home, we have three kids, all adults now. Um, but they were all involved in music. And so there was always concert choirs and there was like true recitals or there was like church events and there's friend events and there's the, um, school party. And then there's, of course, don't forget, you have to get a gift for every one of the teachers. You know, all the yeah. kinds of then and then I was always on the team that went and volunteered at the school. So I always had to be a part of a, a school, you know, support thing and a, a party, staff party, or else a, um, what's that one thing they did at Loa High School had this cool thing where we gave away meals at Christmas time to people in need. Of course, I helped out with that. And it was just like, it's a lot. It's a lot. So when you have kids at home, I get it. We get it. Do you think moms put more expectation on themselves than anyone else does? I think moms are really relational. Yeah. So they think about this stuff more than most guys. And I'm not saying all guys, cause I know there is some nurturing guys out there that yeah. are maybe running the house as the wife is the right. worker full time. Yeah. But generally by and large, I would say I'm thinking about this stuff a hundred times more than you are. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And because I mean, I just, I was involved in the kids' schools and their activities. And I took them here, there, and everywhere. I was a taxi. So anyways, expectations when kids' activities, huge. Um, memories. I never wanted to be a bad mommy. So it's yeah. like, I got to have these great memories for my kids, you know? So we got to take them all the Christmas lights and all this and all that and make sure that they see all the cool things. Because, I mean, my family did that. We went to Peacock Lane. We're in Portland, Oregon. So we went to Peacock Lane yeah, like every year. Street it was the thing yeah. since, like... The early 1900s. I mean, it's a time of Christ. It's a, (laughs) it's a big deal. And we did that every single year. And it was like one of our traditions. We had several traditions. And so that was one of them. And so I kind of inherit that stuff like, okay, well, we got to go find, but of course we got to like amp it up because, well, okay. I think we need to establish that you, yeah, not only are we Gen Xers, but you're an Enneagram three or seven, excuse me. Yeah, I'm an Enneagram seven. Which means that you always want to party. Activities. And activities. Activities are the number one thought. You feel a lot of pressure for making memories. I I do. More than most people. And I take a lot of pictures and I want to, yeah. And I want my kids to have great memories Mm -hmm. and that mattered to me. I didn't want my kids to just have boring holidays and sit yeah. around the house and right. not do anything. I wanted to. And, and I do think all moms and parents feel that responsibility for the yeah. kids. Cause you want the kids to have an awesome childhood. And you but want it's them funny. To- we don't just go to Peacock Lane. 
we go to the Gladstone fireworks and we have to go to the PIR and we have to go to Silver Silver Falls or whatever. I mean, there was yeah, like a million. All the lights. All we have to go see every light in all, all of the, the vicinity. Food, all this. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> so it's, we've gotten a little extreme. To, you want the kids to go back to school in January going like, guess what my family yeah, suck did. suck it. Guess yeah. what we saw. <laughs> Your family sucks. Totally. My family's awesome. No. <laughs> okay. There's also this time of year um, loss. You yeah. know, my mom died several years ago and- when it comes to Christmas, it always is a little triggering for a lot of people that have lost because the person that you love so much isn't here to be with yeah. you. And so that can definitely be a trigger time of loss. And also our kids are all adults now. So it's almost like a loss of childhood fun and innocence because it's like we would put out flour and put like Santa's boot in it because <laughs> Santa came down the chimney yeah. and saw our kids. And then um, we had carrots for the reindeer and we'd have cookies and me and Gabe would like eat bites out of them before yeah. bed. So when the kids woke up, they'd be like, oh my gosh, honestly, we never really even promoted Santa, which it was just a tradition we did. Yeah. It was so funny. It, yeah. But it was a thing. But there was so much specialness in the kids waking up in the kids morning. Kids and Christmas yeah. are, now, it's magic. Now we're just deserted. And no, lovely. now I'm just like, get your butts out of bed. We want to open the presents. Yeah. <laughs> They're not as excited <laughs> anymore. <laughs> And I only have one at home and that's not going to be here next year because he's getting married. But yeah. anyways, loss, loss during the holidays is hard. Um, comparison. A lot of times it's like, oh, there's so many gifts. Like you have to get so many things and mm. and you want to get everybody exactly what they want. And you want to like, even if it's an iPhone 15, you're out a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars. You just want to make sure everybody gets exactly what they want. And that's a lot of pressure too. And then, and then you're comparing like, well, but that friend of theirs or that cousin gets this. And so, man, I don't know, you know, I kind of feel bad. We should probably do more, you know, yeah. there's that comparison thing. And there's always just more to do. There is so many extra things to do this time of year. So many things to juggle. It can get very overwhelming. And then the pressure and the pressure can just make you crazy. I'm so, depressed just thinking about all this. Yeah. But the thing is, <laughs> is I've already done most of my activities, yeah. my big events that I had to do. I did those at the beginning right, of the month. Because as we record this, it's December 14th. Yeah. So, so we're really close to Christmas. Yeah. Now. So my stuff's been pretty done. I'm just chilling now. I got music to do this Sunday. I'm helping out Christmas Eve, but pretty much I'm feeling more relaxed. Yeah. So anyways, but yes. So yeah. Expectations. Oh my goodness. Right. Yes. Totally. Tell us some stats. Okay. So <laughs> here's what we know about Christmas and how it affects people. I mean, we were talking the other day about the Holmes Ray stress indicator, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's got all these points. It has these points that it, yeah. that it, that it tallies. And, you, and so you think about like, you're carrying a backpack of stress and it weighs somewhere between zero and a hundred points. If it's a hundred, you're in trouble. And uh, so like death of a spouse is 106, 106, hundred points, excuse me, hundred points. So, so it's all, happens. it's all the way. It fills it all the it's way. It's all the way. Full. Yeah. yeah. So if anybody is listening and you've lost a spouse, Oh my goodness. I mean, honestly, if so you've sorry. lost anybody, it's very, very heavy. It is. So you mentioned you lost your mom. It's still, I mean, that was how many years ago? So almost 17. Almost 17 years ago. It's still heavy. Yeah. Cause I still miss her at Christmas yeah. time. And, yeah. and so there's, there's weight there. And I think we got to think about what does holiday stress do to you? Well, it depends on how much weight you're carrying in your backpack. Uh, divorce, 73 points. So if you've had a divorce recently, ah, and we are trying to help with that. So yeah, stay tuned to marriage to keep monthly. You, keep you from doing that. <laughs> um, marital separation, um, detention in jail, death of a close family member, major personal injury or illness is 53%, 53 points. So if you've yeah. got something going on health wise, it's heavy. Oh yeah. And you got to think about how Christmas 
on all of what you just talked about just adds on to all of these other yeah. things. And it's not just heavy for the person that's sick. Mm-hmm. It's heavy for the whole family. Right. Yeah. Being fired at work, 47 points. Uh, retirement, 45 points. Pregnancy, really? 40 points. Sexual difficulties, 39 points. Uh, gaining a new family member, 39 points. I mean, maybe you're like, yeah, huh. we're celebrating a new baby. And it's 39 points in your backpack. Because it's stressful. On top of yeah. Christmas. Yeah. So it's this stuff really adds up. And yeah. one of the things that we know is um, that actually uh, this lends itself to what tends to be a really heavy February. Did you know yes. February is the high divorce month right. of the year? Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. why? Well, because... We carry a lot of stress through Christmas. We add that to the stress we're already carrying. We add debt to that because often all that comparison makes us want to do better. Well, then so I was saying the credit it. card bill shows up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and yeah, and then January happens. We're like, oh my gosh, yeah. what did we do? And my February, you know, you're done. February, you've got all the stress. You've got all the financial problems. And a lot of people file for divorce in February. It's so brutal. It's, it's brutal do for it. sure. And I think what it really comes down to is unrealistic expectations. Yeah. You know, looking at Christmas as though it's going to change your life every single year. Well, is it supposed to, or are we supposed to actually be doing something different with Christmas? I think that's yeah. what we're, we want to kind of talk a little bit about that today. Yeah. We want to talk about some crazy makers. Yeah. Cause there's some Christmas crazy makers. And I, let me just say, I can be a little bit of a bah humbug around Christmas time when everybody wants to celebrate before Thanksgiving. Right. Kind of drives me crazy. Then the day after Thanksgiving, we usually go get our Christmas tree. And I do not enjoy picking out a Christmas tree. And I don't enjoy decorating. I know it's crazy, but I am not a creative person. So all the events that I run at the church, I always hire out somebody to make it pretty because I don't (laughs) like to do that. It's not my thing. I mean, my son, our youngest, is very much into like decor and wants to like rearrange things all the time. And it would drive me crazy when he was growing up because he would want to like rearrange the front room. I'm like, no, it's fine. It's just leave it alone. Go rearrange your room. You know, it's like, it's like, I don't like disruption. I like everything the same. And so getting a Christmas tree and decorating, I would always be like, oh, but to me, it was a crazy maker yeah. because I'm like, oh, we have to rearrange the front room. We have to put up a Christmas tree. You got to put all this Christmas stuff all over the house, outside the house. And the last year when you're putting up Christmas lights, you fell off the ladder. That was hard. Which was brutal. Was painful. And still paying for it. Yeah. So decorating is a crazy maker for me. It is. Yeah. You know, I mean, it decorating is. is a problem. Not my favorite. Activities, events, you already mentioned, um, gifts already mentioned, finances already mentioned. Yeah. Like there's a lot that becomes, I don't know. It's like, we want to celebrate for Christmas, but we end up just under a lot of stress. Because yeah. I think because we're trying to go about it the same way that we see everybody else trying to do it. Not necessarily going, well, what's this really about? Or probably everybody doing it. Like yeah. we're looking at everybody's, oh, they saw this and this family saw this and this yeah. family saw this. Well, I want to see all of it. It's yeah. like, well, you know what? We can't do everything. Yeah. And we can't get everything for everybody. So we just have to be okay with that. Tell them about how we started out with Christmas. Oh my goodness. Okay. Our very first Christmas. Okay. We've been married 28 yeah. years. Yeah, that's right. I know you can hardly believe it. But <laughs> um, but yeah, seriously, our first Christmas. The morning, we go to my parents' house. Then about two o'clock, we went over to Gabe's uh, dad's house, right? Yeah. 
Well, first we start out with our Christmas in the morning early. Right. So we do our yes. own thing. We open our own presents, spend our own little time together. Then we went to my parents' house. Yes. Then we went to your dad's house. Yes. Then we ended the evening at your mom's house for Christmases. Just like the movie, Four Christmases. That's the best movie. It's hysterical. Yeah. If you're not seeing it, you need to. It's so funny. But Four Christmases. And I came home that night about, what was that, 10, 30, 11? I was like, oh, nope, never again. <laughs> never doing that. So I've talked to some people that have gotten married this year. And I'm like, how's your holidays going? Yeah. <laughs> because I know how What's it goes. Plans? Cause you feel like you have to keep the same traditions with all your families. Mm -hmm. And then you have to add your own. Right. And it's all gotta be on the same day. And it's, Oh my goodness gracious. It's so much stressful. So that was not fun. And we fixed that and that has never happened again. That is right. That's right. I think so. One of the things we want to talk about today is how holiday stress leads to New Year regret. Mentioned the high divorce month being, yeah. you know, February. But if you get it right, this is going to lead to peace. And so we've got a couple of scriptures we'd like to share yeah. with you today. One of them is in Second Thessalonians 3.16. It says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times and in every situation. The Lord be with you all. I love that. Peace at all times, in every situation, it's his peace. I think we it's good to embrace the reality that Jesus came to lighten our load, that God's peace is intended to make our lives better. He's not giving us another weight for our backpack. He's actually trying to lift the load out of that. And that's mm -hmm. the peace of God. And that's really the reason for Christmas. So if you feel heavy about the holidays, the reality is that's not God. That is not God. That's culture. That's yeah. probably your own expectations. Yep. That's probably the enemy coming after you uh, is not God. That's not what mm. he wants. He wants to lighten your load this Christmas, this holiday season. That's right. Uh, another one, Colossians 3.15. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you're called to live in peace and always be thankful. I mean, peace is what God's called us to. Peace, not just having great relationships with one another in marriage, which I think is so important. Kind of what comes before that, though, is peace in our own hearts, yeah. which has to come from us being okay with the way things are. And, um, you know, that means, for me, that means not needing to be like everybody else. Yeah. And and not, not needing to try to, you know, match what other people are doing, exactly. not needing to compete with other people, but going back to the basics of... Christmas is about Jesus, yeah. about honoring him, worshiping him as the king, as the prince of peace, and and then and then just being okay with the way we can do it. Well, and I think time. also it said live in peace, but also be thankful. Mm -hmm. And I think we forget about that peace of it, the peace of it, yeah. <laughs> because when we have a thankful heart, we can handle things better. Mm -hmm. Like we are thankful for our health and our life and our home and the opportunity to even buy any pres presents this yeah. year or to go anywhere or to see any Christmas lights. Some people don't have gas to go anywhere. So, I mean, we have to think about all the blessings we have yeah. through the seasons too, and be thankful. And I think being thankful brings peace a lot of times yeah. for me, but I love um, Matthew five, nine, God blesses those who work for peace for they will be called the children of God. Did you hear the word in there? Work, work, work. I didn't Can like you believe that part. It? No, you have to work for peace. It is not, <laughs> it's not automatic to have yeah. peace. We live in a fallen world. We live in a culture that is chaotic. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it's something we have to be very intentional 
about is finding the peace of God and peace in our family and peace, you know, because everything in this world grates against that. Yeah. So to me, I shouldn't be surprised that it says work for peace because I mean, God's saying work for it. It's something that we need to work for um, in all of our lives and all of our decisions, all of our relationships. That is something we need to work for Mm -hmm. is to have peace all the way across the board. And I think that matters a lot. So how do you work for peace this Christmas? Well, I've told some people that got married this year to leave and cleave, make Christmas your own. So start, I mean, yeah, of course involve family, but not four in one day. Like (laughs) this is, this is your family unit. You are now a family unit. So make your own new traditions and be okay with that. And maybe see if a family member can do the Saturday after Christmas or maybe Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. The thing that's fun about Christmas is we really have two days to celebrate so we can, you know, break up families and be able, okay, we're going to do this on this day and we're going to do this on this day and kind of do something like that. But Otherwise, um, be okay starting your own new traditions as a family. And if you haven't done that and you've been racing around to your parents and grandparents and everybody in between and and it's been chaotic, step back from that and be like, you know what? We're going to do something a little bit different this year just so we can have the peace of God and peace in our relationships. We're just going to do our own tradition and and do some of your own stuff maybe, but make it yours. Um, Streamline your schedule. Why don't you tell them the name of, of our thing that we decided to do this year for Streamline Our Schedule? Okay, so we have like all of this family stuff happening and we're trying to figure out how to make it work. And Melissa's brother, Tim, is like a seven plus on the He's our program. activity coordinator a lot of times. I mean, times. it's ridiculous how much stuff he wants to do all the time. <laughs> we could be doing something every day if Tim had his way, right? As an entire extended family. He's the best. Because he loves all that stuff. And it's fun. I'm and glad he's, he's a, there. because He's a crazy memory maker for too. For me, we probably wouldn't do anything, but- um, so he said something the other day and somebody responded back in the, in the group text and, and mashed all our names together, yeah. like all of our last names. So it was like Wu Cole Shafars because yes. there's the Wootens, the Colstads, the Shangs and the Farrars. Yes. So I, I've got a new last name of Wu Cole Shafar. Yeah. Because that's like our family, 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 family name now. Cause we got a big and a close family. I mean, there's like, how many people is involved in When that? we're all together, it's probably like people? 40. 40 people. Yeah, yeah. 35, 40 people when we're all together. Yeah. So needless to say, we can't just go do Christmas lights with these people and go see this with this yeah. person. That So we decided to do, we planned it where we'll have two big nights where we go see Christmas lights mm-hmm. and we're all going to do it together. Yeah. So anyways, that's what we decided to do. You got to streamline your schedule sometimes and just be like, you know what? No. You know how many years I've wanted to go see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra and I haven't yet? It's okay. And we didn't do it this year. No, we didn't do it again this year. <laughs> I'm going <gonna laughs> to do it next, next year. year. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know what? We got to be okay with that, right? Yeah. I mean, streamline your schedule. Don't make it so chaotic that it's not fun anymore yeah. and you lose the whole piece the whole time. Anyways, and then let some stuff go. You know, can't do everything, be everywhere, do everything, buy everything. We got to be okay with just letting some stuff go. So besides the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, what did we let go this year? Well, I did go see the singing Christmas tree, Yeah, but I went without you. You did. That's true. Um, I really want to go see the lights down at Silver Silverton, the oh, Oregon Gardens. Oregon. Yeah. And we didn't get to do that. Yeah. But that's okay because we are going to go have some fun this next Sunday night with the group mm-hmm. and go see a lot of lights and probably end up at Voodoo Donuts having some fun. So anyways, so it's okay to let some stuff go. Maybe go, hey, maybe another time, maybe next year. Actually didn't buy some gifts this year for certain people that I normally buy for because I'm like, you know what? Let's I just... tell everybody who those people are. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They'll find out soon enough. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like our family's big and it's growing. Yeah. We have all these in-laws now and then we have all these grandbabies now and it's like, oh, I just can't keep 
like mm-hmm. adding to our family and then keep the friend gifts going. So, you know, it's okay. Totally. Gotta let some stuff I go. mean, we were even talking about at some point, because I like the gift exchange idea. Yeah. Which and my family does. On your Sunday, family does. Uh, Christmas and morning. my family good. doesn't do it yet. And so if my family's listening, hey, let's consider that. Yeah, because I'm it. broke yeah. from buying know, your no family kidding. Christmas yeah. gifts. <laughs> Important. Okay, so so make it yours. Streamline your schedule. Let some stuff go. Number four on this list of things you can do to decrease holiday stress is set a budget. Yeah, it's so important. You have to. Uh, I'm a big budgeting person. I love it. I Don't run a family it. budget, but also I feel like yeah. we need budgets, not just for like month to month, but also for big days. So what, how much can you spend on Christmas? And is that a real limit? And is this cash we're talking about? Because if it's not cash, it's stress. If it's not cash, it's stress. If you don't save in advance, it's stress. If you charge it and pay it back in January, you're joining the ranks of everybody else who's allowing this to become something more than it should be. And you pay way more. You pay more. If you throw it on a credit card and yeah, pay it and, off and in you six months. And conflict. <laughs> and I'm not, you know, so listen, if you had yeah. to charge Christmas this year, just just try don't. to get to the point where you don't have to do it next year. Because it's it's really not intended to be something that creates that kind of stress and pressure for you. It's really not supposed to be about keeping up with everybody else. Um, you could put away a little bit every single mm-hmm. month for Christmas. Here's how we do it, okay? Is that we get paid every other week. Yeah. On, and yet we run our budget on a four-week four basic mm-hmm. cycle. So in other words, we need two paychecks a month to make all of our bills. So when when there happens to be, in our case, we get paid on Thursdays every other week. Well, there happens to be a couple of times a year when there's three of those paydays in a month, yeah. in a month cycle. Um, because of the way the calendar falls. And yeah. whenever a three Thursday, or I guess it's a five Thursday month. Uh, in other words, whenever we get three uh, paychecks in a goes month, away for one of those goes yep. to Christmas. That's right. And it allows us to say, hey, we this is what we have. And, and this is our budget and, and so, this is what we do. You know, and I mean, I'm a total nerd about this. So the spreadsheet tells me, but after our weekly expenses like groceries, gas, you know, savings, whatever, giving is the first thing. After all that stuff, then whatever's left from that extra paycheck, that is a Christmas fund. Yeah. And so this year, you know, we talked about it. We stuck it so in a savings had. account. Mm-hmm. Melissa's using a, a certain card to pay for everything. Just so I can keep track of it, but yep. we pay it off. And then, the you know, we just, we just paid off. Yeah. So I just think setting a budget is really important because yeah. we agreed. Well, for, for one thing, we agreed on it ahead of time. Um, but it happened this year. It happened to be more than more than enough. So the other yep. day we were um, really cut out, people out. out. Yeah, we cut people out. We're like, <laughs> you're not that important anymore. Um, anyways, the other day we were out and about, and we were like, you know what? We have a little bit of extra money. Let's do something for ourselves. So we actually did a special thing together, and it was like mm-hmm. on the Christmas fund, which was kind of fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, and yeah. we had a we had a blast, and there was no guilt in it because we paid for it in advance. It was great. Right, right. Yeah. Do you want to know fun. what it was? No, it's a secret. They can't know. Why? I think no. Okay, tell them. We went to the top of the Space Needle. Space Needle in Seattle. Yeah. And we have not done that since our kids were little. It's freaking expensive. How much? Forty bucks each. Forty dollars a person just to ride up the elevator. Which some people might be thinking that's not that much, but seriously, they remodeled. It is gorgeous. It's amazing. We had so much fun up there. So worth it. Yeah, totally. (laughs) All right. uh, The the fifth thing is communicate your expectations, and I think this would be like okay, you said um, make it yours, like make Christmas yours. Yeah, but what about the mother-in-law that's going to be like, hey, we have a thing. Right. You know, I think it's important to to kind of come in front of that. So don't surprise people in a negative way. Instead, communicate your expectations. Hey, here's what we're thinking and here's why is that we don't want to go crazy. 
you know, especially if you're a newlywed, so important that you don't, it's brutal. I mean, (laughs) you got to figure out who you are, you know, leave and cleave as Melissa said, but you got to communicate those expectations ahead of time. And I think if you come in front of that by saying, look, we're feeling a little stretched thin and we don't want to have a lot of pressure, you know, tearing at our new marriage. So here's what we're thinking. I think most people would understand that, but you got to get that out there. Yeah. Um, communicate your expectations. And if you have a reasonable family, everybody's yeah. like, oh, totally get it. Yeah. If they're unreasonable, then you can be like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, at the end of the day, who cares? Yeah. It's you, not them. You know, yeah. you're responsible for your marriage. Um, they're not. Yeah. So you got to do the right thing. I'm not saying you should be a butthead and, and make everybody mad at you, but if they do get mad at you for doing the right thing, so be it, right? Yeah. I mean, do family stuff. Yeah. Just make sure you're not squeezing out your family. Yeah. Your yeah. unit. You got to have some time for yourselves. Exactly. You, you actually have to have the first time for yourselves. It's sort of like tithing. You know, God yeah. says, bring me the first amount. And I think when it comes to marriage, you got to spend the first amount of time together. That's right. Then uh, everything else. else can fit in. Yeah. Yeah. The last one is this, is make it spiritual. I mean, it's Christmas, that's the thing. We have just Christmas. commercialized Christmas <laughs> so bad that sometimes we forget. Oh yeah. And then there's Jesus, Yeah, you know? So how about thinking, well, how do we grow spiritually this Christmas? What do we do different, unique? What can we do to pull our spirits closer to God? You know, sometimes for us, it's about something financial that we can be a part of where we, you know, for our church's Christmas offering or something like that, we we do a little extra, we come a little closer, we're doing like a devotional for our church this Christmas. Maybe adopt a family. And yeah, adopt or, a family, um, create a new tradition that's a spiritual tradition that pulls you together. What do you talk about around Christmas? You know, how do you, what scriptures are you going to read this Christmas? How are you going to pull Jesus into it? Because that is actually the whole point of it. And I think... That's something that can build your marriage because every time we've always talked about this triangle, you know, mm-hmm. we're like, you know, if you've got a triangle and uh, God is at the top of that triangle and then for the spouses, each one is at one of the bottom corners, the closer that we move to God, that means the closer we're moving together. And we really do see that happening mm-hmm. in our own marriage. And every time we watch somebody else, when we make an effort to pull ourselves closer to God, we are pulling together as well. And and I think that's something that we can do for Christmas that's really important. Well, and also most churches have Christmas like series going on mm-hmm. in December. Go to that, show up. Yeah. Um, the Bible app has so many Bible uh, Christmas devotionals mm-hmm. to take part in. Like do something to make it, to kind of center yourself on Christ and not just get tied up with the decorations and the gifts and everything yeah. else. Yeah, it's important. Absolutely. Yeah. So there you go less stress this holiday. Yeah, we hope that you enjoyed this and please subscribe and share and we will see you next month.